This is K.M. Wyland, and you are listening to the 334th episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. I was super excited to discover that my dieselpunk historical mashup storming has been shortlisted as a fantasy finalist in the Forwards Indie Fab Book of the Year Award. The winners won't be announced until June, but even just being a finalist is a huge honor that I still can't keep grinning about, especially since storming is such a weird genre fit, being neither quite historical nor quite fantasy, with its sprinkling of dieselpunk elements in a 1920s aviation adventure setting. At any rate, I'm just tickled pink. The latest post on my blog is the only reason you should ever choose a protagonist. Sometimes an author can unwittingly choose the protagonist that's wrong for the story. So how can you tell when that has happened and what should you do about it? Visit my site at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com to find out. And now I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast entitled How to Tell When It's Time to Write the End. I wrote my first novel when I was 14, and I had no idea when to write the end. I printed the manuscript in December 1999, just in case Y2K crashed the world and I lost my beautiful story. This was a great accomplishment. Of course, I just finished writing a book. Except, it turned out I wasn't finished. My imagination just wouldn't stop churning. The story kept going right on after my proud the end. And going and going. I kept working on that thing for yet another year, and it ended up tripling in size before I was done. I loved that story. I just couldn't let it go. I lived and breathed it to the point that sometimes it felt like there would never be an end. Sound familiar? As authors, it can sometimes be difficult to know when to end a beloved story. As long as our characters are entertaining us, we keep writing them. We have so much material to write about. That's the good part. The not-so-good part is realizing your word count ticker in Word is starting to look like the national debt clock. Your book is getting mammoth and there's no end in sight, so you start panicking a little. After all, you know you have to end this thing sooner or later. But where? And how do you know when to end your story? This is a question I received quite a bit. Not too long ago when I asked all you word players what would you like to learn from me, In my poll about my upcoming writing class, which by popular vote is going to be all about crafting amazing character arcs, but in that, Lance Haley chimed in with his version of this quandary. He said, I am tackling a rather difficult topic in my first novel. Of course, that means covering a lot of turf, which makes it even more problematic. It's not a question of where do I start, it's a question of where do I stop. No one wants to read the equivalent of War and Peace again in the 21st century, even if the topic weren't such depth and breadth. Nor am I some aspiring Tolstoy. Lance's question is a sound one. Sometimes, like John Irving, who writes his last sentence first, you start out with a clear understanding of the ending you're working toward. But other times, you're just following the characters around to see what happens, and you don't know what you're working toward. This is true of both pantsers, who start their first drafts without knowing the ending, and of outliners, who must necessarily navigate their outlines in the same way. Another question I receive frequently is, how do I know when to stop outlining? The simplest answer is, when you reach the end. But as we can already see, sometimes that's just a bit too simplistic. Fortunately, there are several concrete questions you can ask yourself to find exactly when to write the end to your story. Question number one, when does the conflict end? 
This is the single most important factor in finding your story's ending. As we discussed a few weeks ago, conflict is at the heart of plot. No matter how fascinating you find your character's meanderings, the moment they cease to meander within a cohesive forward-moving plot, that's the moment you no longer have a story. Remember, plot and character must work together to create story. However, it's also important to remember that conflict is more than merely altercation. Disconnected arguments that exist only within the bubble of an individual scene aren't enough to create plot. The conflict this question is speaking about is your main conflict, the conflict that powers your entire story. The moment that ends, so should your story. Question number two. What's your dramatic question? Maybe you're not sure how to identify your story's main conflict. So let's narrow this down. To identify the conflict at the heart of your story, you must first identify your story's dramatic question. This question is the driving force of your story. It's what piques reader interest in the very beginning and what keeps them reading to the end in search of the answer. The moment this question is answered, readers no longer have a reason to be engaged by the plot and the story ends. Think of the dramatic question as the backbone of your story. Strip away all the subplots and non-essentials And what remains should be the dramatic question. For example, will Andy escape prison? Which is the dramatic question in Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Or will Indiana Jones keep the Ark of the Covenant out of Nazi hands from Raiders of the Lost Ark? Or will Maxim's second wife escape the shadow of his mysteriously dead first wife from Daphne du Maurier's Rebecca? Or will the man and his son survive the apocalypse from Cormac McCarthy's The Road? The shorthand form of this question is simply, what's going to happen? Once that question is answered, the conflict is effectively finished. Question number three. What is your character's goal? If you're still not sure what your story's dramatic question is, take a look at your protagonist's goal. This is the engine that powers your story's conflict and plot. What does your character want? This goal is the finish line at the end of your story. The conflict will raise obstacles between the character and the finish line, which will create the plot. The moment there are no more obstacles between your character and that finish line, the moment he reaches his goal, that's the moment your story's dramatic question is answered and your conflict ends. Question number four, what's your climactic moment? That point I mentioned a minute ago, where your character reaches the finish line and the conflict ends, that is your climactic moment. The climactic moment is the final major structural plank in your story. It will be followed only by the resolution in which the loose ends are tied off. If you're unsure whether or not your story is ready to reach its end, look around for the climactic moment. This will come at the end of your story's climax, which is the last eighth of your book, and it will cap the final head-on confrontation between your protagonist and whatever antagonistic force has been creating obstacles between the protagonist and his goal. Very often, this antagonistic force will be another person. But it can also be simply a false mindset or circumstance that the protagonist finally has to face. The protagonist will either overcome it or be overcome by it. Either way, the conflict ends and the story has no business carrying on much longer after that. Question number five. Have you fulfilled your story structure? With the advantage of hindsight, I can look back on my never-ending first novel and see the reason it turned into the Energizer Bunny was I had no concept of story structure at the time. 
that novel was just a random rambling collection of events. The reason I didn't know when to write the end of the story's main conflict was because it didn't have a main conflict. It didn't have an overarching dramatic question spurred by an overarching character goal and pointing to a definitive climactic moment. In short, it had no structure. One of the great things about structure is that it provides a solid map for your journey through your story. If you're aware of its structure, then you always know exactly where you are within the story itself, regardless its length. If you just passed the moment of truth, where your protagonist experiences a revelation that shifts him from reaction to action within the conflict, then you know you just passed the midpoint, and you still have fully half your story to go. But... If you just rounded the corner on the third plot point, your character's dark night of the soul, then you know you're headed into the final quarter of the book and the end is now in sight. And by the same token, if you can look at your story structure and realize you passed the climactic moment 50 pages ago, then you know the story should probably have ended quite a ways back. Now, sometimes when authors ask the question, how do I know when it's time to end my book? What they're really asking is how long should my book be? These are two distinct questions. Finding the proper ending for your book actually has nothing to do with its length. I just finished W. Somerset Mom's classic of human bondage, which took nearly 800 pages to reach its proper end. While many short stories find the answers to their dramatic questions in just a page or two. Now, as we discussed over the last couple of weeks in my two-part series about how to trim your book's word count, just because your story got windy on you, doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be that long. If you find yourself competing with mom, you might want to at least consider trimming some fat. But, and this is super duper important, the advisability of trimming your word count does not mean you should end your story before its proper ending. The structural cohesion of your book is what's most important. Please don't take a completely structured 900 word novel and divide it into thirds to create a quote unquote trilogy. What you'll end up with is not three complete books, but rather a mishmash of improper structure that fails to create a single whole story in any one book. If you find the question you're really asking is whether or not your book is turning out too long, you can start by examining common word count recommendations for your genre, but don't mess with your structure. Sometimes it can be incredibly hard to realize you have to stop writing these characters you've grown to love so much. But remember, Readers need both character and plot. Once you identify the moment your plot ends, you can be certain you found exactly the right spot to end your story in order to gain its maximum emotional and intellectual resonance. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week.